Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 4th of April and the theme today is Easter Sunday and how it's celebrated around the world. Easter Sunday in the celebration of the resurrection of Christ is the touchstone of the Christian faith. The boldness of the claim of Jesus' bodily resurrection witnessed by so many in the early community, turns the cross into a symbol of Christian revolution. The incredible claim that in the twisted, tortured corpse of a man, we also find the creator of the universe and the power of forgiving love has changed and shaped the world. Perhaps most recently, the power and the resilience of an Easter faith can be seen most clearly in communist Russia. There is a story from the 1980s, when the communists were still trying to strictly enforce atheism, about a six-year-old boy who set out for church on Easter Sunday carrying a basket of eggs, meat and pastries to be blessed by the village priest. His parents, local teachers, sent him alone because they feared they would lose their teaching jobs if they openly expressed their faith on a holiday. Near the church, a big black car stopped and a communist official leant out of the window and scolded the little boy. Good children do not go to church. The scared boy dropped the basket and burst into tears. But as the car left, two old women comforted him and sent him to the priest. Good children do indeed go to church, they told him. Easter is celebrated afresh in Russia as people pack churches and cathedrals and many will pray for the babushki or the grandmothers who taught them to revere icons, to sing hymns and to secretly believe in God. Old women became guardians of the faith because they were insulated from communist reprisal. Already past retirement age, they did not have to worry about losing jobs or being denied promotions or failing to win admission to universities. Sadly, older men are less represented in Russia after the ravages of the World War II and Joseph Stalin's purges. But just as when Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene in that first Easter, Trusting the message that he was risen to a woman, it was the babushki who kept it alive during the darkness of totalitarian rule and thought police. The institutional resilience of Christianity has run through the centuries, surviving wars and persecutions, even wars amongst its own squabbling tribes. In Christian countries, 
where Christianity is a state religion or where the country has a large Christian population, Easter is often a public holiday. Many businesses give their employees a week, almost a week off, called the Easter break. And the egg is an ancient symbol of new birth and new life. In Christianity, it became associated with Jesus' crucifixion and then his resurrection. And the custom of the painted Easter egg originated in the early Christian community of Mesopotamia, who stained eggs red in memory of the blood of Christ shed at his crucifixion. And these dyed chicken eggs have now been replaced with decorated chocolate or plastic eggs filled with candy such as jelly beans as many people have given up sweets as their Lenten sacrifice. The celebrated House of Fabergé workshops created exquisite jewelled Easter eggs for the Russian imperial family from 1885 to 1916. And a custom that originated in Germany of the Easter bunny is popular with many children around the world. However, interestingly, since the rabbit is a pest in Australia, the Easter bilby is available as an alternative. However, the stricter end of the reformed spectrum of Christianity, the Puritans, Quakers, Jehovah's Witnesses, they see celebrating Easter as unnecessary. Many Puritans saw traditional feasts of the established Anglican Church, such as All Saints Day and Easter, as an abomination. Believing that if a religious practice or celebration was not actually written in the Bible, then the practice or celebration must be a later development and cannot be considered authentic. The Quakers, as part of their historic testimony against times and seasons, do not celebrate or observe Easter or any traditional feast days of the established church, believing instead that every day is the Lord's Day. And the elevation of one day above others suggests that it's acceptable to do unchristian acts on other days. During the 17th and 18th centuries, Quakers were persecuted for this non-observance of holy days. And groups such as the Free Presbyterian Church of Scotland reject the celebration of Easter, seeing it as originating in a pagan spring festival, which was then taken over by the Roman Catholic Church. It is a curious sociological phenomenon that these extreme groups of very serious and committed Christians even reject their own foundational feast. The German theologian Ernst Trolch gave us the first sophisticated explanation of the difference between a church and a sect. Both are linked to the gospel, he said. However, the sect retains the mandate to be in opposition to the world. The church is inclined towards universalism, especially after the Edict of Milan 
and the adoption of Christianity by the Roman Empire. And therefore the Church tries to harmonise the Gospel with the ordinary realities of social life. And whereas people are born into the Church, usually it is a personal decision to enter a sect. Sects can play an important role in changing culture. They can also more unusually change the church if they are eventually absorbed into the bigger body. Religious orders play that function in more established churches, according to Trolch. But resistance to it in sects gives rise to a sectarian spirit. And hence we have a proliferation of different denominations after the Reformation. In communist Russia, the first state dedicated to the elimination of religion as an ideological objective, there was a clear worldly opposition which unified the church. But it was the Easter message that ultimately triumphed. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time. And join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the story of Laura Vicuna from Chile, who has become the patron saint of abuse victims. If you want to visit the blog or commission a podcast for your own organisation, visit the website for more information at www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are. Thanks for listening and happy Easter.